This is an RNZ podcast. Some of the other radio stations, state radio films you, you, you listen to, it's, it's, it's total indoctrination. That's what it is. That was former politician and former part-time talk radio host, as of last Wednesday, John Banks. And there he was not in a state radio state of mind last week on the Magic Talk station, where he was filling in on the Magic Talk morning show for the regular host Peter Williams. And John Banks took it upon himself to rebadge the show as Truth Radio. The left media control New Zealand thinking, the biased media. You see, the good thing when you're tuned into Magic Talk mornings, and I'm filling in, the very good thing is it's Truth Radio, it's factual, it's very educational, and it's unbiased. Now that's a bit of a red flag for the bosses at Magic Talk that the summer break fill-in guy is rejigging the editorial direction and political orientation of the station on the fly. What could possibly go wrong? However, the previous day, the Paragon of Truth Radio aired some stuff that wasn't quite truly fully factual. For example, he claimed that murders in New York went up by 90% in 2020. A 90% increase in the murder rate last year. Fact. 90% increase in the murder rate. Well, it's not a fact, actually. There was a sharp rise in homicides in New York, just like many other US cities under lockdown and COVID stress in 2020, but in New York it was more like 40%, not 90 And the reason John Banks mentioned that in the first place was because of reports he'd seen that the Democrats were going to make it a crime for people in New York to buy bulletproof vests. It was the kind of policy, said John Banks, that would make New Yorkers yearn for the return of Donald Trump. Um, soaking up all the crazy left-wing ideas from the crazy left-wing states of the United States and bringing all the policy together uh, in the White House to roll out. But the proposal in question wasn't Democratic Party policy. It was one proposed bill from a single locally elected representative in one district of New York to outlaw the use of body armour by criminals who are prepared to shoot those less well-protected while committing violent crimes. Now, John Banks, of course, isn't the first talkback host to beat up a yarn with a grain of truth in it in order to provoke people to call in and talk back. But last Wednesday, it was a provocative caller called Richard that put paid to Banksy's time behind the magic talk mic eventually. And a warning, this bit contains a lot more than just traces of racism. Yeah, and this notion that Maori are victims, they're victims of their own genetic background. They are genetically predisposed to crime, alcohol, and underperformance educationally. They are Stone Age people from a Stone Age culture, and I'm not interested one bit, and neither have my children been interested in their Stone Age culture. Oh, just a minute, just a minute. Just a minute indeed. There was a lot in that. And while it sounded like John Banks was pulling Richard up short there before he could make it any worse, John Banks went on to make it much worse himself. Your children need to get used to their Stone Age culture because if their Stone Age culture doesn't change, these people will come through your bathroom window. Exactly. Exactly, Richard. So uh, thanks for the call. Uh, These people, your children, Richard, need to get used to it. It it is your children's issue as well. There's an old saying, um, if you tie a dog to a tree by a chain and kick it, uh, it's going to bite you. Always. 
Oh dear. Well, one listener in a car who happened to hear that and record it then posted that bit on TikTok as a video, and that started doing the rounds on social media, getting a much wider audience than Magic Talk could hope to get for its non-racist content on a good day. But after that, Wednesday quickly became a very bad day for Magic Talk and MediaWorks, as companies including Spark, Vodafone and Kiwi Bank withdrew advertising support. And New Zealand Cricket, which recently did a deal to get test match coverage onto the station, said it was disgusted and threatened to review its relationship with Magic Talk should strong action not be taken. Soon after that, MediaWorks announced that John Banks would be replaced by Magic Talk's nighttime host Leah Panapa before the return of Peter Williams next week. And MediaWorks also pointed to the fact, though, that John Banks had already apologised on the air, in their words, unreservedly, though John Banks' apology had quite a few reservations. When you're broadcasting, you're talking to producers, you're talking to bosses, you're talking to Lindsay, uh, you're looking at ad breaks coming up, you're counting down seconds on a clock. And I didn't pick it up at the time. I spoke to people later in the show who disagreed with the man, and I picked it up then. However, this wasn't enough to demonstrate that his comments were wrong and racist. His comments were wrong, and they were racist and they have no place on this broadcast. This is Truth Radio. We don't deliver gratuitous insults to people, racist or otherwise. But in that same show alone, there were some pretty gratuitous insults from John Banks, as we'll hear. But even before the social media storm gathered strength and the sponsors and advertisers made their views known, Magic Talk's own listeners let John Banks know what they thought with a good deal more grace than he himself displayed. For example, here's Anne, who's 84 years old, and a regular listener. I just had to come on and ask you why you didn't correct more strongly that man that said Maori are uh, genetically predisposed to having less intelligence than European Oh, I, I didn't. I'm, I apologise to you and to uh, the listening audience. I didn't pick that up. It is simply not true. To Anne, John Banks made this plea. And I'm asking all the educated married this morning that are tuned in, they're listening in the thousands, uh, to stand up and be counted. But if they were listening, they would have heard his dismissive response to one listener's text expressing disgust soon after. Uh, Banksy, get with the modern times. Stop calling Maori them. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh my God. Stop calling Maori them. I don't call Maori them. Well, actually, John Banks did do that quite a bit in parts of the show that day that didn't end up on social media, but did definitely go out on air. If you want to talk about colonialism, the baseline is this. Allowing these people to drink booze as much as they like when they like, to smoke dope any time of the day, to have all their problems attended to by the government in the, in the, in the form of a social welfare check has put them on this slippery slope. And later, unprompted, John Banks also weighed in with this. I think that Pacific Island families do a better job generally of uh, raising their kids than Maori families do. Uh, although, although there's a disproportionate and huge number of young Pacific Island people uh, in our prisons. Another of the callers who called in to call out John Banks was Sean in Kaikui. It just doesn't stack up. Criticism like that is unwarranted. Oh, oh Sean, Sean, uh, no one's going to come onto this 
broadcast and criticise Maori as a race of human persons because I know some fabulous Maori people, and uh, so that's not going to happen. And most of the people that live in Kai Koe are really good Maori people, the Maori people there. But Kaitaia, on the other hand, said John Banks, had some real bad buggers. I mean, we've got a substrata of people in Kaitaia that are completely out of control. The only control they have is the control they get when they're out of control on electric puha. But but, but listen, Sean, I want you to know we'll never denigrate Maori here because we live with them. They're good human persons of the world and mostly they're fabulous parents doing a great job. So that we're not going to get criticism like that. But we're going to be honest with each other here, Sean. Now, the reason that John Banks was talking about all this stuff on the air in the first place and that racist Richard picked up the phone to him was that John Banks had claimed controversial outgoing Oranga Tamariki boss Groenya Moss had been forced from her job by influential Māori. Now that's the bottom line. A honky from the UK. We don't want her. They wouldn't use that terminology, but that's what they believe and that's what they would say to each other over their cups of tea. Well, what unnamed Kuya might be saying over their teacups, who knows? But it was John Banks who was happy to put that racial slur in their mouths over the air on MediaWorks' Magic Talk Station last Wednesday. Now, as we heard, John Banks later said he only realised he'd caused offence when it was brought to his attention, but reading a listener's text when closing his show, he was dismissive of those pointing out just how offensive he had been. Jesus, this is disgusting, Banksy. What's disgusting? We're just talking the truth here. Everyone's had a fair run. Everyone can say what they think as long as they believe it. But if it's wrong, they're going to be caught and pulled up short by me. And another person pointing out that he failed to do exactly that was dismissed by John Banks like this. I'm so disappointed at the call I just heard. Incredibly racist, painting the entire Maori culture as genetically inferior. Oh my God, what? program have you been listening to? Now, unlike John Banks, that listener understood exactly what they'd heard and what John Banks himself had said on the air. Back when he was an MP, the Northland MP John Carter called John Banks on Radio Pacific in 1995, claiming to be a Maori bloke called Hone and posing as a Maori to voice opposition to the government's fiscal envelope for Treaty of Waitangi claims. Back in the 1990s, John Banks told a Radio Pacific caller who suggested, in very graphic language, that gay men should be impaled with barbed wire, that that would be a waste of good barbed wire. Praising his earlier caller and critic Anne, who we heard from earlier, John Banks closed his show with this. She makes a lot of sense. 84-year-olds do. I'll be 84 soon, and I'll still be making a lot of sense. But he won't be doing it on Magic Talk or any other radio network that values its reputation and its audience anytime soon. Now, MediaWorks and Magic Talk's bosses couldn't know on Wednesday, of course, what he was likely to say, but having given him the gig, they must have known his track record, because it's far from the first time John Banks has outraged the public as a part-time talkback host. MediaWorks recently installed Chief Executive Cam Wallace emailed staff on Thursday to say John Banks would not be back on the air on any MediaWorks station while he was in charge of the company. But John Banks going rogue on air wasn't really a bug in the talk radio system, but a feature 
Since MediaWorks rebadged Radio Live as Magic Talk last year, it's become more contrarian and cranky in tone to the point where John Banks, disgraced in public life several times as well as on the air, was deemed a logical choice to fill in for Peter Williams over summer in spite of his track record. So the chief executive will now be aware, if he wasn't already, that the kind of content which attracts a certain audience, callers and controversy also repels other listeners, commercial partners and advertisers.